Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. You're listening to the Thinker Girls. All the things you're thinking, but not saying. Welcome to Thinker Girl, the podcast. You are joined by the Thinker Girl, Stacey June. Hola, and Christy Mercer. Hello. We are two radio chicks who dump our co-hosts once a week to talk shit on this podcast, basically about things you are thinking but not necessarily saying. Uh, we've got another another one of your besties you've roped in yeah. to the potty today. Look, look at you go. special, amazing, talented friends. Really I think that's the catch. Um, can I say this is my friend too? Yeah. I've met her. Yeah, I, I'm a sharer of friends. You are. I, I'm. All, I'm not. I'm not. Ne- I'm not kind of clingy where they need to stay in groups. Some and only people some, are. Yeah, they a get lot of weird about are. it. Not me. Not me. Nah. Share it. Share it. Uh, we have got Tracy Alexander joining us uh, on the potty. Hey, Trace. Hello. Hello, lovely. Now, Trace and I work together, not in exactly the same job, but for, under the same company, Southern Cross 10, but you are a reporter as opposed to a brekkie, brekkie radio host by myself. Babe, how are you How are you enjoying it? Like, is it, it was kind of you went from radio to TV? Mm-hmm, I know. Well, that's actually where I found that I sat really comfortably in the world of journalism because I loved radio. Mm. I came from docos. I was doing the producing. I wanted to tell those really, you know, the human stories and then I moved to Melbourne and I got this gig um, reading the news in, um, in Melbourne and I just love the adrenaline and the presenting and the fast pace. You know, the minute it comes out, yeah, we can yeah. get it to the audiences. And then when I moved to Shepparton, it was the same company. They asked me if I'd do four months in the country as a video journalist and I thought, oh, I may as well just give it a go. I'm a girl for experiences and I absolutely loved it. I loved nice. the medium, the fact that you're out there meeting people, you're with the stories and I'm filming it, and I'm editing it, yeah, and I love the yeah. autonomy and the, you know, the creative process of putting it all together. I must say, I must say, when you, I mean, we were all working in regional, obviously, to make our way up yeah. the ranks. Like, I'm not, when no one's going to deny that. But every morning, you sit on the other side of a glass window to me, mm-hmm. and every morning, you pick up in your really nice outfit with, you know, mega high heels, and she looks gorgeous, ready to go in front of the camera, and then she picks up a camera bag, half the size of her, oh, God, and carries it out the back door and I say to Tommy every day one day she will look back and there'll be another person carrying a camera filming her and she will think fuck I deserve this yeah. because as she walks out it's like so heavy and man and you're miniature <laughs> as well she's I don't so know how tiny. she's so tiny looking at the state of the industry though Stace I'm rec- I reckon I'm tied to that bag forever nah 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 <laughs> don't say that so do least, not put that out there no I mean in terms of like video journalists are becoming the thing now yeah I know but that doesn't mean it has to be your thing if you don't want it hey, to be. It's just killing two birds with one stone. There's no need to for, to go to pump class exactly. for the buys. Well, it's just I mean, one-sided, though. I think like, yeah. you, go, you know, it's like holding a baby. I've got one great bicep. <laughs> <laughs> I actually do find that in pump class, though. Yeah. What? It's one, one side. side. It's the, the bag side. Yeah, You'd right. be good at it. Hey, if people do want to find you on Twitter, Trace, um, we can search T-R-A-C-Y underscore Lee, L-E-I-G-H, mm. underscore to check y'all out. All right, let's get stuck into it. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, we each bring a gem to the table. Uh, we have Philip, the moderator, or I guess the adjudicator, who lets us know uh, when to rein it in, because as chicks, we will ramble on. Mm. Uh, let's do a quick contents, just do a bit of a headline of what each of our gems are this week. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll start. I want to talk about um, how are you supposed to find your calling when you're not exactly sure what it is. Right. If, you, if you and my gal pals are in this, 
I don't know whether it's like a quarter life crisis, mm-hmm. like this this time of confusion. What am I actually doing and what do I enjoy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but how the hell you figure that all out? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a good one. I've got this week. I want to talk about materialistic uh, people. I often don't like the term. Oh, I, I try very hard not to make judgment of people that are different to me, but I do find it a little bit hard when there are certain characters that kind of rate things to be super important, like cars, for example, that I don't necessarily find that I'm important. looking for a car, mm. so this is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's a funny one. Cars are really, I don't know, sum up that type of judgment yeah. that I have. So mm. it's, it's an interesting one. Trace, what have you got for us? I want to talk about the fact that I feel like I judge myself around my relationship with porn. Oh, <laughs> Saucy. I have a bad relationship with it. Bad. Okay. 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 Right. All right. Let's do. What do you want to do first? Let's do car. We'll do car first. Yeah. Let's get do it. it out of the way. So because the other two you sound, sound fucking wait. excited to talk about. It. Well, it sounds. <laughs> let's get it out of the way. Over and done with. Well, because I think the other yeah. two are juicier. Okay. So I have noticed. I think somebody. I've got. I bought a car. Probably what? Maybe three or four months ago now. Yep. Why are we clapping? Well, because you were without a car for a while. Yeah, I was. A couple years. <laughs> I'm not saying it's a bad actually. thing. Uh, a couple years. It's a big years. thing to buy a car. I was living in the middle of Melbourne and I never really needed it. Then I decided to sell it before I moved to Cairns. Had a work car up there. It was quite easy and convenient. Had my pushy because Cairns not that big. Yeah. Then obviously doing the Shepherd into Melbourne thing, I needed to buy one. Just ended up buying family friends that I was borrowing. <laughs> they were like, we don't actually need this. Do you want to buy it? I was like, yes, yeah, sweet. I love your car. It's like... It looks like the kind of car that you would have the My Family stickers on. Yes, this is the thing. You know what it I love is about your car? massive. Oh. It is a proper family wagon. It actually it is. is. When we went on our coffee run this morning, Stace, and I had to get in the car, I had to literally <laughs> reach double the length of my arm to get the door to, to close it. <laughs> it's huge. It's a Toyota Orion, and it is your absolute classic family car, not only because it looks big and it is big and it's a sedan. I've never driven a sedan in my life. But it probably has this some safety rating on it or something that actually does <laughs> mean family. Thing. And yeah. uh, my co-host Tommy actually calls it the sales wagon. Oh, let's get in there. We've got a few leads to get rid of today because it looks it like it's like one of those. Cars. Yeah, you're putting, you've you've kind of got a few of them, you know, in the fleet. Anyway, I don't really give a fuck about that stuff. It 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 does the trick. It was a bargain, and it's safe for me to take uh, a four hour ride every single week. So that is basically where my head's at with it. But there. There have been a few comments that have come from a few people and we're all kind of laughing about it, but there are particular people in my life where they've come out and just properly cackled. What, like judged the car? Absolutely. And like they would like to think that they would potentially be, I guess, similar to you girls, how you're laughing and we're having a giggle about it. But there has been proper, you are not serious. I will never let you live this down, all that kind of stuff. And it, it, it is an interesting one because I feel like the kind of car you have for some people really does sum up a status. Mm. And my my ex-boyfriend actually loved the idea of having a good car because I do believe it was super important to almost put you on... On a certain level. On a certain level where you were with either the money you're making or all this kind of stuff. And it actually just, for me, is such a depreciating asset. I think smart-wise, it's a fucking stupid thing to be putting 
bulks of money into and I'm not a fan of the the, the, the car fan. I can't. I, I'm still surprised that people, like, we're paying out, but in a joking way, your car's way better than my car. It oh, would be worth a lot more, more money than I my think, car. But, I mean, I think for the people that are paying out on me have pretty expensive cars. So they cars. have nice cars. Yeah, so That's they're the, the kind of people. But, I mean, there's this car judgment that I actually think is a little bit more it exposes their character a little exactly, bit. Exactly, because I think that the difference is whether somebody is buying an expensive car because they actually appreciate the workmanship and the feel of the car. Totally, they actually yeah. appreciate Like a case. hobby almost. Yeah, as yeah. opposed to, the, you know, projecting some kind of social status or, or in, in what you're kind of suggesting, states like some deficit that they're trying to make up for. It's really funny because if you look at like a Lexus, right, I had a Peugeot before I sold it. And That's interesting it was, that you had a Peugeot and you're like, I don't give a fuck about cars. I think <laughs> I did. Is there an expensive car? When I was yeah. with my ex... I think that stuff was important. Like, I've changed. Like, I just kind of... And also, cars have cost me a lot of money and I'm not very good on the road. Like, I get fines and whatever, (laughs) so I just really put them in a two-hard basket a bit. But I had it and it was lovely. It wasn't that... It cost me 20 grand, you know, but it had leather interior, it had really good air con, it looked sexy, it was a beautiful colour. And I look at that and I see compared to maybe like a... I don't know, what's a Lexus is a fancy car, right? You've got leather interior in that. You've got fancy cars colors what the fuck is the difference it's I all the motor stuff it. i have this i have this fight with zane my boyfriend all the time because he's a car man okay you know there's like especially maybe more of a boy thing than a girl thing but um he's especially loves cars and all the um you know like the really expensive ones that are like the supercharged like the special v8 with what the special about, sports and these, and these nissan put nissan these big four-wheel drives that look like family four drives that are like sixty yeah, but that's what he dollars. loves the mercs and stuff and uh, with the sports kit or whatever that means. And I go, what's the difference between that and another one? And he, some of them are like $200,000. I don't get it. And I'm like, it. that's a ha- that's actually not a house deposit. Like, it's an In entire Shepparton, house. That's a fucking house. It's an entire family house. But I think the difference with guys and yeah. girls and cars, and I'm totally stereotyping here, yeah. but is that guys don't, we don't understand why, you know, they would appreciate those little technical elements the in one car to the stuff, next. Yeah. But they don't understand why we'd spend thousands of dollars on a bag or shoes. Mm, true. They're this thinking, is true. What? What? what do you, why do you need to spend five thousand dollars something that's on your feet? Hey, there's only one of my girlfriends in our whole group that's got that's got a nice car. Like mm-hmm. everybody's still got first car. I'm on my second car only because I smashed the first Barina. I'm mine. I'm I've on the got, second. I've got one girlfriend that has a like a pretty fancy car. Oh, no, a couple, a couple of pretty fancy cars. But then the others kind of pretty much whatever. It's you know. funny because we're all kind of in that mind frame like you. Like, I don't give a fuck. It's a car. Well, you're as shopping. Long as it gets Where's, me around. What's your headspace at with new cars? Well, something safe and something cheap. <laughs> like, seriously, there's two boxes to tick here and the colour. And mm. I want it to be a nice car. I don't want it to be bright red. Yeah, right. Like, that's basically it. Uh, my Peugeot's bright red. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah, but I'm, I don't know. I think The other thing, though, I do think when I did buy the Peugeot, it was a pretty big achievement for me. Of course Because I guess be. I was like, oh, this is a really big purchase. So I understand, I suppose, to some degree that people take it seriously. But I do think that there is a real funny thing about people with their cars. But yeah. maybe they feel like it almost completes their image. You know, you get out yeah. of your, your nice car and your nice outfit, it almost like just caps it off. But mm. see, but that's, and you go, oh, that seems silly. It's not. Why Why do you think people get 
brand name cars. That's mm. why. One of my, the, the one that's got a nice car of our friendship group um, has got a VW, mm-hmm. uh, like a Polo, like mm-hmm. a brand spanker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And whenever she rocks up, I will, although I'm like, oh, I'm not a car person. I like don't the really care. They're cute. Bloody hell, when she gets out of that car, I'm like, oh, man, that's a really and good car. And don't get car. me wrong, like, I think it's amazing. I do think some of them are nice. Like, they look nice. I'm not, I don't, I'm not blind. I can see that one looks nicer than the other. But then I think... Some people are on like pretty not not a lot of money and are spending a lot of money. Do you on know these why cars. she got to this car? Because she goes, you know, I've never had a car that I really like, and I'm at a point in my life where I want a oh really good car. Oh my god, my she's, girlfriend just did yeah, that but she's too. justified it, and that's fine because that's why she's getting it, not because she thinks it needs to be good or she's lacking in some area. She's like, I don't really have the money. I'm going to take out a loan. If I'm going to do it, I may as well have something I like, and that's all right. Yeah, and I think my girlfriend also did that recently. It wasn't yeah. like super super expensive, like a Merc or something. But she did say, I don't look after it usually. So if I spend a bit of coin on it, hopefully this means I do. I'm like, well, that's a very expensive <laughs> test, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Philip has gone off. Who wants to go next? Trace, do you want to go as a little sandwich? I can go next, yeah. I suppose it's almost a bit of a therapy session, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> we, oh, like yeah. to, we, we don't like to claim it as that because we're not an expert in fucking anything. So <laughs> if we have an expert on, we could probably go there. But for us, it's just like the blind leading the blind, well, really. I'm validation or just some clarity. Somebody can just pull me around to the other side. I like to call it vomit. Word Verbal vomit. Verbal vomit, yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Well, let me vomit, vomit away. Yeah, yeah. Vomit away, Tracy. <laughs> so my thing is I have a bit of a personal judgment around porn in that I can't understand why when first of all I don't I don't watch it and when I have it makes me feel oh. uncomfortable oh. and then I think to myself why am I uncomfortable am I uptight am I not in touch with my sexual energy <laughs> is there something you know or am I threatened by it I can't work out why it actually makes me and I get angry I think why are you looking at these women's like holes and sweaty and orifices everywhere? And, and I feel like when I think about porn, I have a really warped image of what's going on. I don't think about like, a, you know, a young, attractive guy just getting his jollies and, and having a bit of fun. I imagine, like, his jollies. I imagine like an old, sweaty man with his gut out, you know, mm. just, ugh, just being pervy. Mm. It's just like lonely and sad and creepy. Yeah, which is not the case. I no, mean, couples nah. are doing it to get their groove on all the time. To be honest with you, Tracy, and I think young mate is with me on this because I saw her face as well. I was shocked. We actually thought you were going to be the other way. Yeah. We thought you were going to be addicted to porn. I thought you were going to come out of your horn bag and be like, I've got a porn obsession. No, Do you judge me? Like young mate. Mm. No, she doesn't. I thought, why have a porn obsession? <laughs> just sort of throw it in there. <laughs> no, but this is the thing. The reason that I, that I thought about this was because the other day, a friend of mine showed me Kim Kardashian's sex tape. Oh, I, yeah. I've never seen oh, that. I've only really seen a snippet. It's shit. And is it? Yeah. Thing, I was going to say it's something to watch. And it is clearly yeah. coming from someone that doesn't watch porn. Her GQ uh, spread was, was basically her sex tape. It was everything but. That but, man, that yeah. t- that kind of turned me on a bit. That yeah, ass. I'll agree with yeah. that. Because so I, I watched it and I actually thought, well, this is this is pretty hot. Like, I, And I couldn't stop thinking about it like in a good way. Okay. I kind of felt a bit more like how oh, weird my world though. Be because I often think this. I actually reckon I would find the chick hotter 
in the porn than the guy. Yeah, but yeah. you do. I do. How because weird's that? I just think any, like, penises, especially on camera, look very aggressive. Yeah. And for me, I always am, like, worried for the chick's safety. I'm always like, is that hurting her? Is she all right? I in think the times that I've watched it. I often yeah. think, like, it's, I think it's, like, a weird maternal attraction. I think that's a bit, I might sound a bit fucked that's up. Weird. But I think it's, like, not that I think they're my mum, but I mean this kind of womanly, that to me is sexy, even though I don't necessarily want to sleep with that. Mm. So I see boobs and I see this beautiful body and I'm like, it kind of turns me on if I've watched porn in the past as opposed to a guy kind of sitting there giving her a fucking, like, doggy style. No, absolutely. Pounding her. I'm like, I'm not finding that part attractive. It's not, it's not, um... Yeah, it's not a turn on with the dude thing. Yeah, just but like you know pow, what? pow, and that noise, like. Yeah, no, this, but- this. Oh! <laughs> Doing it again? Or this. <laughs> Tracy, have we made you uncomfortable yet? No, but here's the thing. I'm not, I'm not actually, I'm not freaked out by, by sex or anything confronting yeah. like that. It's something around, I don't, I suppose it's, I understand when it's single guys, but if it's, say, a guy in a relationship, that's where I'm like, why do you want to watch it? I don't understand. I, I'm in a relationship of um, five and a bit years and I, we've got a pretty, like, granted, we've been long distance for the last mm-hmm. four, three and a half, four years. So maybe it's a little bit of a different dynamic than other relationships. But I'm very open. Like, I'll get on the phone sometimes. It might be like Wednesday, Thursday, when mm-hmm. we only get to see each other for like two nights a week, if that, sometimes it's um, even less. And then it's just like a question, have you watched uh, Have you watched porn this week? And then he'll say yes or no. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah. Right. And okay. then that's it. Not because I'm like, Fuck, I need to. impress me, mate. Not because I need to know. But, but you know, th- this whole thing about the nude celebrity hacking scandal. Mm-hmm. And Jennifer Lawrence came out and said something that I completely and utterly agree with. That people go, oh, why would you take nude photos of yourself? It's so stupid. Why does anyone feel the need to do that? She came out last week and said, I was in a long-distance relationship for four years in a loving, caring, dedicated relationship. Mm. Mm. If I'm not sending him photos of me nude, he's going to be looking up photos of other randos mm. nude exactly. online. But then, Kirsty, that's exactly my thing. If you are getting, you know, photos of your own girlfriend and you are getting it, you're not in a long-distance relationship and you are getting it, so why then are you pervy or doing whatever because it is? Because you're probably not getting it every week. Like there's why a safe not? to say, because, well, Chrissy, you can speak for this. You've got a job. You're tired. You're not always going to want to take selfies of yourself with your boobs like, and oh, be no, in that like zone. That. Not in a long distance. I'm saying somebody that's got, you know. Okay, a, yeah. Okay. Have you had experience? Like have you had an ex-boyfriends in the past that have been quite involved and it's made you uncomfortable or are you just kind of thinking, you know, outside the box? Uh, I don't know. It's just that that has been my reaction. I mean, my ex-boyfriend at, wasn't like that at all. But I noticed that I had that, that sense of like... That if he was, you yeah. wouldn't be cool I'd with be it. Like, yeah. but, but, but why? Like, because we were having very regular sex and all of that kind of stuff. And I just think what... I understand that men and women work very differently. But for me, what's my issue? Mm. Why have I got an issue? Are you threatened? That's like, what my question was. Are you? Does it feel? Do I feel threatened by it? Do I feel like... Um, you know, uh, that they need to, to get something different or better or whatever it is than what they're getting. 
Or do I, I, I judge it? I think, why, why are you so pervy like I that? Think, why do you want to watch those other girls? I think that sometimes, uh, I think we're hard on ourselves and I think you are hard on yourself on a good day. But I think it's also a matter of it's okay to be uncomfortable with the unknown. So if this hasn't really been a conversation that you've had with a partner, you haven't been in a long distance, you know, it is a bit awkward. I guess there is also these answers of you not knowing because there is this unknown bit to it. Like there's a lot of factors that are missing if it actually mm-hmm. hasn't happened. Happened. Therefore, it is actually really natural to be uncomfortable with something that you're not 100% sure of how it would fit. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, I mean, if you're in a long distance, Christy has a bit more of an idea of how to sculpt it in her picture. So it's like, if that's the case, this XXX, this is maybe why. And then you've got a justification for it, I suppose. But, but just on that, and Grant. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Like if we were if we were living together and the long distance thing was taken away, um, if he was watching it every night, watching porn and and whatever, watching mm. it, masturbating to it, I would of course I would be weird yeah. with that. Like I think I'm okay with it. Um, a, the fact that I live away, but B, the fact that it's not happening every single mm, night. And mm. I know that I know that it's not. If it was, I think then that's a completely separate issue. Mm, but yeah. I don't know, Trace, to me it doesn't sound like the fact that you're you're threatened. I think that you're maybe thinking too much about it. Like you're thinking, oh, these guys are pervy, <laughs> they're creeps, and you're actually imagining the act of them doing it. Yes. Whereas I don't think they think too much about it. They're no, like, I'm horny, I'm horny, I want to watch someone having sex so then I but can feel horny and then saying, that's it. That's what she's saying she does doesn't understand, I guess, why she would be feeling weird about it. Yeah, like I totally judge it. Like I see them as these really creepy sex predators, but they're not. And I'm like, why do I look at them like that as opposed to going, this is totally natural and they just, you know. I think as well, I think with sex, there's often this pressure that everybody needs to be super liberal. There's this pressure that everyone needs to be walking around, ready to have their legs open, relationship or not, that, you know, you've got to be so comfy in your body, you've got to be so comfy with a man. There's all this liberation that's involved around sex. And look, some of the best orgasms come from a lot of liberation, I guess. But also some of the best orgasms come from intimacy and connection with one person. And everybody is tuned up different. Everybody is 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 created differently. I don't think everybody needs to be a fan of it. I don't actually think that makes you a prude. I don't actually think that makes you uh, uptight. I just think that makes you you. And I think that in the end, what's going to turn you on may be, you know, something that's kind of really personal and really connected. And, you know, I've often said on this podcast, I find it hard to climax with people I'm not in love with, you know, and that's, it's a very far stretched kind of example. But at the same time, 
you know, when there's all these different characters coming into your sex life, that's fair enough to not be not sure how do you feel about it. You know what? I think I actually just had a bit of a breakthrough in this oh. session. What it's was a therapy it? session it is. Yes, what, tell what, us what the, the breakthrough is. I realised that I was like, why, why, where did this judgement come from? And I actually dated a guy a few years back who, and I'd never been cheated on, oh. who I found out had, this is actually pretty intense, had um, all these videos of <gasps> girls that he'd slept with, yeah. um, which I found because he, we, when we broke up, he gave me a USB of just videos that we'd made in his room, not, not sex videos at <gasps> what all. What the fuck? And you're really? thinking you're a prude. Hello, girl, you've got an amazing sex life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. And, and, and he gave me this USB <gasps> and I put it on my computer and it was videos of his ex, um, it was girls wow. that he was filming while he was doing things. To, like, it was actually... I think that's trace. against the law. It that was very against is. the law. It was very scary. Wow. And I think I was so hit in the face by no that. No wonder. And I'd never experienced... And I thought, oh, my God, no, I know these people are out there, but they're not my boyfriends. They're not nah. the people I sleep with. You don't. With. Well, you don't know. And this guy, I think, actually must have tainted forever my opinion of what men, what the relationship with men and that creepy viewing is. But mm. that's, they're two very different things. Very. You know what porn I mean? And, and Porn and just... And, and filming people without permission. Without their knowledge and fucking mm. keeping it yeah. whilst you're in a yeah. new relationship. Yeah. That's yeah. wrong but he, had, he had, obviously, you know, there were plenty of consensual ones. Of course, oh, of course. yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but that doesn't that doesn't outweigh, that doesn't cross out and cancel the ones that were. But even if it was... Not consensual. But even if it was consensual, I'd still have a Yes, a little bit weird. Oh, my God, of course. Still watch that. Yes. Okay. Oh and it was. It was How actually, have you not realised that's the connector? You're like, I can't put two and two together. You know what? I think I've blocked that. It was such yeah, a traumatic time. I actually had to go to his house. I had a friend waiting in the car and said to him, if you have any videos of me, you need to give them to me. And we went through this tussle with all of his video cameras where I had to go and delete everything and he was trying to make me not delete things Trace. on his video. But I never found any of me. But I was like, I don't care. I'm wiping all of your memory cards. And yeah, absolutely. Wow. Freak of nature. Okay, well, I'm glad we've got we've gone full circle with this <laughs> just in time for Philip. But honestly, that is incredible. And maybe with this insight, like maybe just on the weekend, you could just have a little bit of a watch. Absolutely. No, because that's the thing. When I did watch this Kim Kardashian one, yeah. maybe tame as it is. I was like, oh, this is actually quite, quite good. I think yeah, it's but good it might... foreplay. I think the only time I've really done it is just to mix things up and just watched a few things before I had sex. But I wanted to have sex more after watching yeah. them. Like I was, I was like, this is ridiculous. Now it's becoming stupid. So let's just have sex. Was because that with, it's with turning off? Was that with, with your a boyfriend? boyfriend? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, the yeah. problem is, and I know we have to wrap it up, but the problem then is because you kind of think, oh, well, that's sexy, and I want to be her. And oh. then there's the line that can be crossed. See, I didn't, I, I didn't think of it. Like, I looked at it and thought, this is turning me on, like this is like, they're doing that, I want to do that. I didn't think... No, but what I'm saying is that there is that dangerous line Yeah, of course. Well. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if that's the, if and that is the case that you fall under that, then it probably isn't for you. Yeah, because don't that's, watch it and that's, don't feel pressured to. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's but also it. just know, because I read about it, the mm. guys actually don't want the people that they're sleeping with to be the porn stars. Well, you can read about everything, the kind of guy, the married material girl. The well, the guys don't oh. want girls to be the ones. I don't really believe in that shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, in the end, you could look. What's, what's the girl that you, he wants to marry? Girl, yeah, type You a. marry the girl that I am. Type B. Yeah. Exactly. The sporty chick. Yeah. The surfy chick. No, no. The girl Which you want to take like? home with your mum. Oh, those She wears ones. all white yeah. and she knows how to hit a golf club. <laughs> Who's hitting a golf club? I mean, golf ball.
clearly not you. Uh, <laughs> I want to talk about how do you find your calling if you don't know what it is? Mm. And I don't know whether this is a, a bit of a quarter life crisis that there's um, a few of my gal pals at this. I don't know whether it's an age thing mm-hmm. or whether it's, okay, out of uni, being in a, like a solid professional proper adult job for mm. a couple of years mm. now. And it's that time where you go, you start thinking about um, career wise, climbing the ladder, asking for pay rises. It's all getting, you know, more serious and more full on. Um, and granted, there's, there's, that's not to say that all my friends are like that. There's been some friends that have studied really hard at uni, worked their asses off, gone into a job for six months, gone, I fucking hate this, and gone back to uni. Mm. And I've got mates that are, do, mm. that are like that and fucking good on them. Mm. Like you have to work in a field for a very long time, so you better, you know what I mean, not be hating life six and months in. And I think this generation and life in 2014 for everybody is that you may have several careers, you, you know. You may have several careers. Yeah, and, and also the fact that... That um, I think sometimes all of this choice, you know what I mean? It was yep. before, mm. like, okay, you're going to be a teacher, you're going to be a nurse, or you're going to be a stay-at-home mum. Oh, the possibilities. Yep. But now, you know what I mean? Like, we've come so How would have I fit far. into that world? <laughs> you wouldn't. In, in such in such a really short time that I remember sitting there in year 12 and I liked music, I was a singer, but I was like, how does that actually translate to make me making money yeah. and, and life? Mm. And I remember sitting there with my careers advisor, like, you know, oh, you have your careers counsellors. Douchebags. Douchebags. And all they do is, like, give you references in the magazine and that's all they in do for me. In that big, fat VTAC the book. stupid VTAC yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, And then I went out and did a, and I don't regret it for a second because it was something that I just crossed off my list, that I did a music course and at the end of it, it's like, <laughs> hey, what have I got here? Like, I can either be a composer or I can be a music teacher. I don't want to do either of those things. I essentially do not need a course to know how to be a good singer because mm-hmm. I already know how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was really at a loss and I was really lost at this point in my life where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, mm. what do I even like doing? Mm. And you have these real questions of yourself and the hardest questions in life ever to answer are those ones where you uh, you speak to your parents, you speak to your friends, you speak to your your partner and you say, you, uh, you want them to give you the answer. Mm. And it's when you get that answer back and they go, only you can answer that. It's They're so hard mm. because you know deep down you're the only one that can answer that. And I've had a few mates go through this only in the last couple of months that just are questioning the careers that they've worked, you know, you know, seven, eight years out of uni or out of school towards and they just go, is this what I want to do? Okay, no, I don't think it is and that's fine but the hardest question is, okay, what do I actually want to do? And you're so spot on because I do believe that there is more and more happening, particularly with our industry because we're creative. So we would read about this more often. But there are a lot of people coming out and saying, you know, find out what you love and do it. And that's great. And I'm a massive ambassador and a big advocate for that. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't figure out what I loved or had the guts to figure out what I loved until I was 27. But Stacey and Christy, most people don't. And this is the thing. They call call young people who know what they want to do from the get-go gifted. Like, you're blessed. But here's the thing. I'm going to get a bit Yoda on you. And when you're looking for your calling, first of all, you might not have just one. You might have many. And also, people are looking for their calling in their work, but mm. it might not be that is so their true. work that's just so their true. calling. Mm. You know, it's also about, you know, what you feel your purpose is. Yeah. And you, your purpose is something that you find meaningful. So, so true. Because we just kind of create meaning, we just decide something has meaning or we connect to it emotionally, you can find meaning in whatever you do. 
doesn't mean it's your calling mm-hmm. professionally. Your calling could but, be to be a mum or a good friend or, you know, you know, you could be doing charity work on the side and that's just your role in life. But, you know, as a, as a professional, you're an accountant. And even then, that can have meaning depending on how you paint it because I don't want to be an accountant. I don't know how to, to work my money. I need somebody else to. And they're really providing me with something that changes my life if they can do it for me. So they really are adding a lot of value to the world. So it's if you connect to the value that you're bringing, that's all that matters. I just think that it's a big responsibility for schools at the beginning, though. So we're we're straight away put into what job, like, let's tick box. We need to make sure that these kids get jobs. So what job do you want? And that's the first thing you're told. What job do you want? Not what are you passionate about? What what mark do you want to make on the world? What would you like to do with your life? What are a few things you'd like to do by the time you're 30? What value do you want to add to the world? Because people, when you, you know, it's all about making money, jobs, and you want to buy something that you find value in. So if you're good Mm. at it and you love Mm. it and you Mm. feel you're giving value, you will offer that and I want to buy it. Mm. It's funny because there is such a disconnect between um, my dad's generation and me, and that's obviously him personally. We don't see eye to eye. As much as I get along with my dad probably better than my mum, there's a lot of things that we don't see eye to eye Mm -hmm. with. And when I was kind of going through this stage where I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Um, mum and dad have always been very, like instilled in us from the, a very, very early on, um, being a hard worker. I'm a hard worker, Stacey, you are, and I've always mm. been surrounded by those people. I was mm. never given things on a silver platter. Like mm. I lied about my age when I was fucking 13 mm. Mm. to be illegal to work in a chicken shop mm. because I just wanted money. Mm. I wanted to have my own things and buy my own car and be able to spend, you know, my own stuff. And that was something that dad you know, always really struggled with because it was just so different in the time when he was my age to now where he's like, a job's a job, you know, it doesn't need to be something that you love. And I feel sometimes, although I love all of the choice and the opportunity and the endless possibility that we are given, with that I think there also comes this great pressure, especially that I felt in school personally anyway, to be like, shit, I've got to find something that I love. And I think you you hit the nail on the head there, Trace. Not everybody finds something career-wise or job-wise yeah, that they love. And so you, don't, you might and love you, something to do, like exactly what you said, charity or or something. You might want you love to be in the cheer squad for Richmond Football Club and that might be your thing. Yeah. How you connect, you connect it to the things that you do love. Like I might not like my job as... Whatever, you know, obviously I'm in Shepherd and the first thing that came to my head was a dairy farmer. <laughs> I might not like my job as a dairy farmer, but what that job allows me to do is it allows me to buy my kids, you know, ballet lessons or, or send them to the best school that I can or I love to go on holidays and those are the things that I love. Those mm. are the things that give my life meaning. That's why I love my job and being grateful for the fact that you're employed, even though, you know, it might be... It might be, you know, a grind and you might not necessarily connect to the work itself, which does does make it harder. But if you're, if you're in that situation, continue to look, absolutely. Mm. Continue to think beyond, you know, what do I love and how can I make this something yeah. that I enjoy? How can I broaden this into something that's going to, you know, give me a bit more fulfilment? Mm. And if, you're, if mm. you're hating it, if you find it depressing and you can't actually get through life, look for something else. Yeah. But I don't think that when you say um, your question was how do you find your calling, 
you know, I don't think it has to be in Look your work. beyond the job. I do think, though, I do think, though, it is, I still do think that it is important to try and, if you can, and be continue to be open to it because I do yeah. think it's a gift that I figured it out. I know that. Yeah. Yeah. I went away, I've said this, to South Africa and I, di- I was sent by a radio station in Melbourne and over there I actually had the cliche moment where I went, this is my thing. Sort like, I got team. it. I know every single day that I'm grateful for that because mm. people do not get that all the time. I'm aware of that I'm lucky. Um, but if you're open to it and you are looking, I do believe that yeah. there is a good chance it will come. Yeah. So because I do you never think you... you stuck. You no. And I think I do believe that a life living when we spend a lot of time at work is a life worth continuing to search for that because even if the last 10 years of your life you get to work yeah, in true. something you love, I do think it's worth the journey. My, my my mum's like that. Like I remember speaking to her about, you know, career stuff and she goes, I, what, what do I have? What am I good at? Mm. And I felt so sad because mm. I'm like... What, what do I say? I know. We were told at school, you know, the job. Imagine them. They weren't even allowed to work barely. Well, you know, me and mum's not that old, but I mean, the options were so yeah, much they more were a lot minimal. More yeah. Yeah. But I think that there is this pressure to, you know, and maybe even more so now with Facebook cause, mm. and Twitter and the Instagram. Off and you stuff, only yeah. put up shit that you're really mm. proud of. Mm. So if you're, you're putting up your work wins and people are only seeing the work wins, Jesus, how good is Stacey doing? And she's doing all of this and that and the other. There is this element of competition that, that you need to find something that you're really good at and something that you can bloody show off. So yeah. I think, about, yeah, there also, is. you know, that legacy that you want to leave behind. What do I want to be remembered for, you know? So that comes then that like links to what do I want to achieve because this is what's important to me and then you go after that. So Yeah, and I think that comes out uh, just before we wrap up because Philip's gone off a little bit ago. But we I think that also comes back to a big big factor on who is successful in our industry. There are a lot of people that get into this game for fame. Yeah. A lot of people jump in here because they want their mugs on billboards or they want to be on TV ads or they want to, you know, do all of all that. All I can say is good luck. Well, look, some of them do get in and it just it doesn't end up still making them happy. Yeah, that's so what I mean. You good can still... like Blakey Batchy. Oh, yeah, well, oh. that's it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't know. We don't know what the fuck his prerogative is. But I know that there's lots of people that want an easy road and want that kind of thing. And I tell you what, they get it a lot of the time, these kind still of cookie-cutter peeps, and they're still not satisfied. Yeah. So, you know, you can have the best, greatest job in the world, but if you're, you're doing it for the wrong reasons as well, it, it will never satisfy you. Mm, but- Sorry, I was going to say, at the end of the day, when you're lying on your deathbed, they always say that last thing, you know, mm. what will you want to have done? Mm. And and sometimes it's got nothing to do with the job that you did. It never sometimes does, and it doesn't have anything to do with the no. money that you made either. No. It could literally be that you love holidays and yeah. that you've been on a lot of holidays in your yeah. life. Like, yeah. it, you know, that's what I mean about that pressure. It doesn't have to be that you've cured cancer or, mm. you know what I mean, mm. like done all of this amazing charity work. That might not just be you. Mm-hmm. So there is, again, this pressure to leave your mark on this earth. Maybe leaving your mark is leaving as a happy person and leaving behind well, that's kids it. And that's that have what, got good lessons. I think Sometimes that's where we get stuck with feminism as well. I think there's a lot of women that are saying, you know, just because we have the opportunities now, that means you fucking get out there and work as soon as your baby's three three months old. It's not the way for everyone. You know, everybody has their own their own kind of journey and their yeah, own And it's how many people's stuff. lives you've touched in a, in a really personal way because no matter what the Facebook world thinks of you, they're not going to be at your funeral. Like, no. you can't have a Facebook funeral. 
You know, the it is. You never know. They might. Bit, they might have a face. It is. A, yeah. you, know, you don't. <laughs> they might. It is a little bit morbid Attend. to think, but it is a good way to yes. have a good filter. Trace, that has gone so quick. We are so so thrilled that you joined us. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for opening up, and you're very insightful. Even though we can't say that this podcast is one of the expertise ones, I think we came close. Yeah, with we you. did a little you bit. Helped me work through <gasps> a really damaging part of my life, Woo. and that is our calling. <laughs> yes, we're talking about callings. Oh no, that's so cool. That's us. Yeah, thank you, girl. The calling. <laughs> Helping people. <laughs> One potty at a time. Oh, Stop. we don't edit. Well, Stop. yeah. And, do, and, and this is the journalist in me, but because we did talk about that scary ex-boyfriend, do we have to say, you know, if anybody you know needs support? Um, do you have a website where people you can just go? Call Lifeline on thirteen eleven fourteen. There you go. She's, she's doing got it. it she's pack. got it. She's got it. If you, well, we'll plug ourselves now. Apart from Lifeline, even though I'm sure that's a better, bigger, and amazing, uh, more important cause. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you do want to listen to any of the other podcasts, uh, we have plenty of other episodes with all types of different topics. And funnily enough, even though we have kind of fluttered around similar types of themes. We really don't repeat a lot of our content. So a lot of the guests uh, obviously will be different and a lot of the things that we have on each episode are different. Thank you so much for joining us, Tracy. As we said, if you do want to find her on Twitter. Yeah, Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y underscore Lee, L-E-I-G-H underscore. Awesome. Thanks, lovely. Thanks, ladies. It was a pleasure. Bye. See y'all. Were you eavesdropping on this conversation? Follow the Thinker Girls at facebook.com forward slash thinkergirls or Thinkergirl TV on Twitter. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.